Dylan Jardin and Henry Belcaster are two kids who I've interviewed before on episode 118. I think we said it in 121 for the podcast, but they're two of my friends who are phenomenal. I recommend these people to everyone because they've worked with people like Naval, which we talked about on this podcast. We They also worked with Will Smith and they've partied with billionaires and you'll hear it all in this podcast and how it kind of made them question reality. So I appreciate them so much because they're able to use their two brains to create something that is magical. They have an amazing agency and they're now transferring that agency into their own personal brands. In just three months, they've built up YouTube followings of 100,000 and 250,000 people themselves, and they know the secrets to going viral. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Dylan and Henry. This podcast is brought to you by My First Million. My First Million is one of my favorite podcasts, and you should check it out because you'll learn about technology, the future, where the world is going from two people who have sold businesses and it's one of my favorites. I recommend it to friends all the time, and I think you'll enjoy it too. Search My First Million wherever you listen on YouTube, Spotify, and enjoy that podcast. Dylan, Henry, welcome to the podcast. Dylan, that's say me. hello. Hi. Henry, hello. say hello for those one, listening. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yes, that's what happens when we check. I don't have a lot of notes for you guys, but I want to start off the podcast with a quote from you to Naval Ravikant. Nice. I've been running around my apartment for 30 minutes. This is a dream come true. Six months ago, I was unemployed listening to your original episode on Tim Ferriss's show. Tim inspired me to consider entrepreneurship, and you finally persuaded me to take the leap. Today, Smart Nonsense just crossed $100,000 in monthly recurring revenue, and we're growing faster than ever. Thank you for the shout out and for making this all possible. We're so excited to re to recomposing together. This is your quote. Now back to jumping around my apartment. Dude, I thought you were going to say 100,000 views. And I was like, there's no way. There's so, no way this Smart Nonsense so podcast has 100,000 views. And then Naval Ravikant responds to that. How does he respond to that? He gives me my favorite response of all time. Because that was, that didn't sound like a quote. That sounded like a book. And then he just hits me with the. <laughs> and for the audio listeners, that is just the, an okay. A scuba. The, two emojis. Okay. One, that's the scuba. The scuba okay. And then the praying, which is really a high five emoji to what was the longest monologue of my life. Just, you know, pouring my heart out. And he just hits me. Would you like, say looking forward to recompose together? Inside joke, dude. Okay. It, it was just you me and the ball. ball. You know, we're, we're tight. Uh, so that was it. Yeah, we, we got super close and then realized we're not that close. So how did you start working with Naval? Nivy. Who? These, well, are, these are threads I haven't thought about in a while. Uh, well, right. be careful. I want to say first, like, be careful having us on a podcast, Danny. Why is that? Because you ask a question, we're just going to start throwing threads. I know that. I hear Hopefully Nivy. I can keep you guys I hear on Nivy, track. I'm like, yeah. All right. So Nivy, he's like Naval's sidekick. I think either Nivy or Naval saw what we were doing with the All In podcast. Uh, which is like Jamath, David Sachs, David Friedberg, and Jason Calacanis. We're making some clips for them. They saw the animations like, oh, can you animate some of Naval's stuff? We came back to him like, oh, that's sick. This is our dream. Like, we, lo we love Naval. And then I'll stutter a lot too when I get nervous, so watch out. And then we hit them back with some banging edits in our style that we were doing. But it was like like aliens flying around and like our, our style was whack back then. <laughs> Naval was Yoda. Naval was Yoda and it was like, 
just because we thought he was the god and uh he was yoda to us that's what we, that was the mistake they come back and like dude this isn't this isn't the style we're, we're not gonna do this and we're like sick dude just <laughs> we uh we peaced for a little bit and then we circled back a while back later when we realized one of our animators could do this visualized value style which is super clean mm. super classy in naval's uh sort of vibe and it, it's since clicked so we've been doing that yeah well what's you guys have worked with some of the biggest names in the world basically and some, some might say and you only started two years ago we had you on i think episode 121 which was a year ago around at this time a year year and a half like how does it what what's happened in the last year and a half what did we talk about on the last last podcast because i know we had some beef uh we talked about i don't know danny you, you know 121 <laughs> i didn't know 121 we just hang out but uh, what was the question? How we work with cool people because we're awesome, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, in the last uh, year and a half. So here's, year here's our half. approach to life. It's um, one, everyone's boring as shit. So we're like, let's try and be like fun. That's the first thing, and just go wild. That was like our our kickstart on the internet. Was we stormed Twitter, and everyone's like, yo, Twitter's text, and we're like, not Twitter's <laughs> video, and and so we just storm them with these like crazy video edits over the top, and people are like, what the hell is that? And we're also like really goofy, so we're like forging fake plane tickets to go and like show up at people's houses and build their video sets and like basically just popped off on Twitter doing all this like free crazy work. And, uh, and just people took notice everywhere. So started with like my first million podcast, then all in then like Hassan Minhaj, whatever, Tim Ferriss. Hey, let me name drop everybody. Please go for it. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, I have y'all name drop. Thanks, Belky. <laughs> uh, Henry's also Belky. And uh, I don't know. It's just like our, our whole focus has been being the, best in the world at something and we're just constantly trying to avoid what everyone else is doing and so we kind of like pushed the heavily animated frontier now people are copying that even your clips standing i'm seeing them they're like our, our really shitty clips back like a year ago <laughs> <laughs> and so we try and, we try and move away from that because we know that's where the competition is going and that's why uh, people keep reaching out to us versus the other way around now yeah um well it's interesting too because in the last two months really three months you guys have taken the stuff that you've done for other people and start to do it for yourself so take me through that journey of going viral yourself and i know alex lieberman played a, a role in that telling you guys to that's a name drop <laughs> i was gonna say at some point what ended up happening is we had all these clients all these people were name dropping right and then they start coming to us and they're like yo boys <laughs> don't do that <laughs> that's an inside joke that's an inside joke it's an inside joke you didn't have to act track, like it was an inside track, joke stay on i'm track. staying on track sorry they're like hey boys uh you're charging us like a million dollars a week and you're saying you're going to get all these views on our clips our views are getting 60 clips our views are getting 60 yes clips. dude first podcast <laughs> yes. in a while our clips are getting 60 views they're like uh how do y'all know what no, you're so talking about? Belky, I can't let you talk because see what happens. You tell stories bad. So it's like, okay, paint the picture. Our company, we're like, we have payroll. It's like 80 grand a month. And we're bringing in like 70 grand a month before even paying ourselves. So we're like, oh, we're going to go bankrupt. Literally, we're like, we're going bankrupt in a week. And none of our shit's working. Uh, the team doesn't know. We basically have like a bunch of animators that are doing like, your current shitty clips they're doing a lot of that so we're like 
oh, we can't sell that. We got to go for like the Hail Mary, which is morning brew. They kind of teased us on this aqua hire, aqua hire. I don't know how you say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're like, holy shit, this is our chance to just cash out with this, this beast that we built. We call it a hog. Uh, we don't know what to do with it. So like, let's just sell it to them. We're like, yo, you want it? It's like 200 grand for two months. They're like, that's a crazy number because your shit don't go viral. Mm. And we're like, okay, time to go viral because they, they didn't buy us. So we had to like crack the code. We somehow salvaged. I don't know how we like don't go bankrupt because we have almost like every single month of this year except for like <laughs> the last two months. But uh, now we bounce back because we cracked that code. Yeah, so I just want to like take through the strategy. What you did was you got all these incredible people from the Philippines to do video editing for you. And then you used the connections that you had and used the, the connections you built on Twitter to do incredible clips for these people. And then you said, okay, like let's go viral ourselves. And what has been the result for the last three months? Like crazy views, crazy attention. Take a, I think you have what, 250,000 subscribers? Come on, don't rub it in, dude. 285 maybe? 85,000? Oh, you've double lapped me, huh? I think maybe. So okay. you have you have 285,000 subscribers. Yes. From it, YouTube. Zero, zero to 285 in two months, which is kind of cool. Zero to 285,000. And you, zero to 83,000? Something. Is that right? We don't count. Come on. We stopped we don't counting. Count. Okay, we don't count. <laughs> no, we don't yeah, count for Probably losers. like 90,000. Regardless, it's still very impressive. So how have you done it? Um, I'm trying to think now. Like the, the, the biggest difference now is we no longer have to go and like scrap to payroll, right? Like to, to make payroll, we no longer have to like pitch stuff. Mm. Now that our stuff is going viral, everyone just sees our stuff. They're like, I want that. Yeah. Now we have all this crazy inbound how, business. How do we do it though? How do we do it? So are, are we at Morning Brew? Are we trying to go chronological? Well, right. So, okay. So we have this Morning Brew issue. They're like, how are you going to make us go viral if you guys haven't gone viral yourselves? Dylan steps away from the business for like a month. He's like, you know what, Belky, you just got to run this thing. I need to figure it out. I need to figure out the viral code. Mm. Uh, someone's got it. Um, so he steps away for a month and uh, he started taking inspiration from things like Wait But Why, um, what's the TikTok one? Big Weird World, um, Vox, right? Like everything we do is, has kind of this like foundation of Vox graphics behind it. Um, and then you looked at stuff that was already working and just told it better in 60 seconds. It's like, can we find 10 minute viral stories that have already gone majorly, majorly, majorly viral? And then can we just be the people that tell those stories in 60 seconds? Mm. So it's like, not gonna reinvent the wheel. That's how it happened. Then he was like, Belky, uh, now that I've done it, I've gone seriously viral. If you can go viral, that means clients can go viral. Let's imagine well, you're a client. Keep in mind, okay, so here's, here's painting the picture. We're almost bankrupt, uh, somehow, salvage that i go into like monk mode for a month just in my cave come out i'm like oh let's just copy the shit that worked like five ten years ago but these people are too lazy to do the short form versions i go do that granted there's like a month where basically i put out the clip but it wouldn't hit on youtube for like three weeks so there's this dead period Mm -hmm. of like i think this is really good and i haven't seen this before but like nothing happens for three weeks and in that time like half of our customers cancel our clients cancel so we go from like I remember going to Narragansett where I live in Rhode Island and it was like, we had this reunion, we're making like 140 grand a month or like that was top line, but like profit should be like 70 grand a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
And then out of nowhere, it just like half the people canceled because their shit wasn't working. So now we're in this like weird limbo of I just start going viral right as everyone cancels. So like, oh, what the fuck? Like, dude, the business the roller coaster lows of was like the highest potential energy ever, but it's just like the lowest the company could be. So now we're like back in this spiral and, and we're bootstrapped. So like everything's just scrapping month to month. And it's like, oh, if you want to invest, you, you hire a bunch of people, but then everyone cancels. And it's like, oh, what oh the fuck? Uh, now we have all these people and don't know what to do with it. And it's like that cycle is repeated like every quarter for the last like, well, two years. And I actually forgot. It was more like, hey, Belki, let's imagine you're a client now. We need to replicate virality with you in mm. five days because you need to go viral in five days so that we can sell that to clients in seven days so that we can get three clients and make payroll in two weeks. It was like, it's like that crazy. It, yeah, it's kind of confusing to like, but basically like we wanted to replicate it before selling the clients because it's like, oh, maybe it's just like for some reason what I'm doing. Um, but then Belky was able to do it. Like I, I tell Belky, I'm like, yo, Belky, this is the formula. He puts out a video like here's how to go viral. And on his vlog, the next two videos he does right after I tell him the formula, they both get over 15 million views. Wow. It's like, oh, OK, we got something here. This is interesting. <laughs> What's the formula? <laughs> Well, the, the formula at its, its basic is like, okay, take something that's already viral. So it's like people already like the idea. It's like, okay, that should do pretty well. And then you bring some tea, some energy to it. Like a lot of people are just boring as shit. So it's like, okay, like actually want to teach this thing. And then we just layer on like the thing that no one else can really do, which is really our moat, is this crazy animation where we spend, like we have the best animators in the world spending three days on just a single edit. And it comes out as like, Casey Neistat literally says the best short video he's ever seen on YouTube. It's like, oh, okay, this is Nike, Henry's Nike edit um, that he saw, which is like, okay, that's just where we want to go because no one can touch us when we layer on like viral, story, T. I missed the story part. Story's important. Story, energy, and then whatever, uh, animation. But most of it's in finding things that are already viral, mm. like not reinventing the wheel. I say this thing about musicians. It's like, now I'm telling it to everyone. It's like, so you want to be an aspiring musician. You don't go try and release original songs to pop radio. No one will ever listen to them. You make cover songs of things that are already super popular. Right. You release those to YouTube. People are familiar with them. They already have the viral potential. Build an audience that way, then release original songs when you have an audience. So it's the same thing. It's like, what are our cover songs? What are our viral ideas? They've already done 10 million views in a 20 minute video. Well, this How can is, we tell that story? Now we're doing it with clients because like our big thing right now, we're like, we might be in this other wave. This happened literally a year ago, like to the day where we, we sell out immediately. We have this like huge wait list. We sell out and then they all cancel in two months because the shit doesn't work for them. Mm. So like our fear right now is no one can really do what we're doing. We're going to see because now like contracts are really big and it's like a lot of money on the line. But basically the idea with everyone is they come in and they're like, hey, I'm Danny Miranda. I want to talk about my life stories. I'm really interesting. It's like, no, no one gives a shit about Danny or Dylan or Henry. Especially in the shorts feed. Right. Shorts feed is like, if, if it's like an hour podcast, maybe we can get into like our stories. But like, even the listeners right now, they don't care about Dylan Jarden. They, they don't, I don't matter. But like talking about the All In podcast might be interesting to some people. Mm. Or, I don't know, Naval or Tim Ferriss. Or like those people, that's interesting. So start the hook there. It's like, give them, I like the analogy of you're just walking down the street. It's like, oh, if you're gonna stop a stranger, which, hey, I, I kind of did that for a while. Danny knows that was dating coach stuff. But it's like, you're stopping a stranger. Give them like why they care right up front. They don't care about you. They care about something in pop culture that they already recognize. Mm. 
Okay, so let's keep the listeners engaged with Will Smith. What's it like? Oh, I forgot about him working too. with Will Smith. Nice, Danny. <laughs> I'll Horrible. Take it. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> that was so. The the Will Smith approached us. Why did he approach us? He saw probably some Naval stuff on Instagram. He saw Naval He's like, stuff. Whoa, those are crazy animations. I want that for my new book. Mm. Um, so he's releasing this new book called Will, and he wants us to animate quotes from the book in this kind of visualized value, Jack Butcher, Naval, abstract style. It's his audiobook. So it's yeah, his it's audiobook. His well, how does that go down, right? So like, does Will Smith send you a DM? Do you get a message from someone's team? What's your reaction? Let me caveat our, what's it like to work with Will Smith with, we didn't work with Will Smith. Interesting. We worked with his team. Uh, what are they called? This, the, like basketball uh, Westbrook play, Media. Westbrook. Yeah. And they're so, fine. The reason I say horrible is for a different reason, but. They're probably great in Hollywood. We just hate Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> so it's like. How do they reach out? We get a, uh, just on my Instagram, like I don't really check like DMs on Instagram. So thank God at this point, like somehow I checked. I don't know if it was like a week late, but getting an, uh, an Instagram DM from the guy that runs this Westbrook thing. He's like, yo, love this stuff. I don't know. He was basically like teasing out like, did just Henry and me doing this? What, are you an agency? What's going on? Um, Long story short, he like, he's like, oh, we should work together. Sends me an email. And this is like also, for some reason, those like all-time low and all-time high at the same time. I forget what the context was. But basically, sends me an email. And we're working with like just charging a couple grand for like one grand per video. It was like 10 for 10 was our offer. He comes in. He's like, yo, we want 10 videos, which we normally charge like 10 grand for. He's like, wave a magic wand. Wouldn't want to pay much more than like 40 grand. This is like no negotiation. He's just like, can you do like 10 of these things that takes you like a week or two to do and we're going to pay you 40 grand? Like, dude. Like, I'll take 40 grand, Will. Or this guy from Westbrook. Uh, so we, we do that, but it's like, it's a big uh, just dick fuck of, hey, do this stuff ASAP because Will has this launch in two weeks. We make all these clips. Like we take our whole team off what they're doing just to do these clips. They only release like one or two. And we just totally upended our whole company to like hit this fake deadline. So that's when we radicalized and we went like, oh, we're the anti-agency because that's going to be the opposite of that. Mm. Right. So the reason it was horrible is because it was big agency versus our big agency. Mm. And we both had ways of operating. Theirs was more traditional, like this Hollywood. They're and we're like, like, oh, let's just have like 13 different text message threads and like emails. And it's just like a hundred different people go to meetings, all this stuff. Yeah, and then like our project lead left their agency. Uh, Their project lead working with us left mid-project. So it's just like, (laughs) who's responsible for what here? Mm -hmm. And we radicalized. I don't know. Is this why all the Hollywood people just get taken advantage of? Because they're just throwing out huge numbers everywhere for (laughs) shit they don't even post. It, It made no sense to me. But same thing right now. We're working. We've been kind of like doing, we did the Netflix special for Hasan Minhaj, like the at least the like early graphics on it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's another sort of Hollywood-esque person that just throws crazy money. And like, he'll give us like 15 grand a month and we barely do any content for him. Mm. Like, dude, we have so many people that we're used to the scrappers that are like fighting for like, oh, can we get like half price on these clips? And he's just like, here's a lot of money. And then just totally forgets about us. <laughs> like, dude, I mean, we'll take the money, but like, how does an industry run like this? It's and then we, we basically take that and we like this practice of anti-goals. We're like, uh, figure out what you hate and run in the complete opposite direction. So mm. we're like, whatever's going on at these agencies that we really don't like, let's do none of that. 
And that's kind of how we built this like really lean agency. Who's been the best person you've worked with so far? Darmesh. Darmesh. Granted, he's not the best okay. content creator. So he's, he's a horrible creator. Uh, <laughs> he, he actually has no desire to make video. He's just being forced by his like eight-year-old son to Who's to Darmesh for those who are unfamiliar? Uh, hey, might be a sponsor of this podcast. I don't know. But he <laughs> was one of the co-founders of HubSpot, CTO, just a baller dude. He was, it's kind of a funny story actually of our relationship with HubSpot. It was kind of like the downfall was partly because of him or like inspired by him. But um, he was like, I don't know, between half a billion and a billion dollars in, in net worth. So he's just bawling out. I remember the first time we went to negotiate because he wanted to do video and like grow his brand. He comes to us and he's like, hey guys, saw on your website. It was like 10 grand a month or something. Can we do that? Uh, I want to do like long form videos. We're like, ah, oh, Darmash, dude, it's, it's going to be like a little bit extra work. It's, it's like 15 grand. He's like, all right, sounds good. Credit card swipe. Credit card swipe. Like literally 30 <laughs> seconds. He's like, oh no. So I'm telling that story poorly, but it was basically like, we tried to like haggle over a couple grand. And he's like, sure, sounds all right. Like just, he doesn't care. He's playing he's in a like, different league. It's, it's just like, yeah, money's not real to him. So that was awesome. Uh, granted, we like kind of, uh, we kind of abandoned him in a sad way. And we kind of want him back because he's a really cool person to work with. But also he doesn't do calls. So what inspired us to radicalize <laughs> in the sense of like, hey, anyone that wants to work with us, we don't do phone calls ever. That's just not a thing. It was because he has a website that's like, sorry, I don't do calls or something like that. And we, we tried to like use that playbook on HubSpot because <laughs> HubSpot like created our company. They gave us like 30 grand to start per month and it was like blew us up. But also we had this grudge because they cut our budget and then like almost killed our company. So we were like, whatever. They, it is what you're talking about where my mind goes everywhere, Danny. I know what you mean. But um, they wanted to work with us again and like get restarted with like another project. And they're like, oh, can we hop on the phone and talk? And I'm like, don't do phone calls, winky face. And he fucking tweaked. He's like, don't do phone calls. And you're like changing the, the, the contract. I was out of town. I operate the thing. Right. Dylan was babysitting for me. He's babysitting the company. And he's like, there was one fire drill with these people. He's like, nope, we're not an agency. Don't do phone calls. Winky. Right. <laughs> Henry's in Iceland like, for literally a week, comes back and our biggest client's gone. And he's like, Dylan, what the fuck did you do? I'm like, sorry, I didn't want to do a phone call. Take me through like getting the first client. Like I know we we might have covered this in the first podcast, but like a lot of people are in the position listening to this. Like I would love a thirty grand a month contract. How do I even get that? So I think that is the most beautiful thing about agency work. Is we were doing nothing. We had a shitty podcast that was getting no views. I was living on the floor. Uh, we're in this apartment with four people doing literally nothing. And as an agency, you can just be like, hey, this person has a need we can solve it. And oh, and they have a lot of money, we can do it for 10 grand. Mm -hmm. And if you do good work, you can just go out and get that thing. Um, hey, tell the story though. Right, so that first one was, we're, we're, I'm sleeping on the floor and uh, the My First Million guys, Sean Puri and Sam Parr, they like keep teasing this idea that uh, they wanna become a video podcast, they wanna become a video podcast and they won't do it. And we see this playing out on Twitter. Like, it, it's also weird because now they have over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube and I primarily listen or watch it video, video first. And it's video weird first. to think about them not having a video podcast. Mm. Right. Um, and so uh, eventually I'm, I'm scrolling through Twitter one day and um, in, to, to, go, to, to paint the picture going from $0 to $10,000, I'm scrolling through Twitter and this poor soul um, hops in a thread with Sam and Sean. 
um, where Sam and Sean are like brainstorming about their video setup. They're like, are we going to do this? Who's going to help us? Who can do it? What would it look like? This guy's like, yeah, you know, I'll come out to Texas this weekend and I'll make the thing for you. Um, and I basically just hopped in that thread and totally hijacked it. Uh, we both get in there. We're like, hey, we're going to be in Austin Tuesday. We know how to do this. Uh, we've done it for ourselves. Um, I run out. I make a vlog showing them literally like a studio like this. This is exactly what we can make for you guys. Dylan gets the team to work. He's like, let me also show them the post-production we can do for them. Mm -hmm. uh, right? So we're not a company. We don't have anything. And we post that to Twitter. Um, well, like, you forgot, like we also, I mentioned it before, but like in this thread where this dude's like, I'll fly out and do this. We're like the, the big anti-permission. Like if you're asking for permission, you're approaching it wrong. Right. Like you're going to get beat by the crackheads like us that just slide in. So we, we go into fake <clears throat> or like real old emails of flights and we just Photoshop them. We technically use like the inspect tool on uh, Google Chrome, make it look like we're flying to Austin and to whatever, San Silicon Francisco. San Francisco. And we post it and like, dude, we're, we're there on Monday. Better be ready. And they're like, are y'all serious? Like, well, should right, we be so scared? That's the difference is there were probably 10 people in that thread like, hey, if you want me to come, I can do it for $8,050. Hey, if you want me to come, I can get you a Sony and a Sure SM7B and like this is what I would do. And we're like, no, we're there on Monday. Right. For free. For free. <laughs> Just it's do like, more. We're like, like, literally, we will put this on our credit cards. Draw. Yeah set up their spaces and something will come back to us in kind. Well, that's okay. I know we probably talked about this on 121, but like our whole approach, which we termed squatter marketing was like, okay, you'll have these people that are asking for permission. They're like, oh, can I edit your clips or whatever? You're kind of seeing that. Mm -hmm. but it's like, dude, just go and do it for free forever. And like worst case scenario, people just think they paid you to work on their shit. It's like, if, yeah. all in podcasts never paid us. My first million, they didn't pay us for the first month until they like literally begged us. They're like, we need to wire you 30 grand. Like, please let us pay you. And I'm like, I don't have a company. I don't know how to accept this, but <laughs> I didn't know how to price anything. But basically like them, Naval, uh, Tim Ferriss at first was free. It's like all free work. And people are like, oh, if Naval's paying them, I should be paying them. And it's like, how much is he paying? Well, the website says this much. It's like, no, dude. They don't pay us, but you do. And that's how we grew our entire business. So it's like, yo, just be okay with free work. Make it like the best so that people are like, wow, I really need that. And they're going to want to work with you. Or the people that are fans of them are going to want to work with you. We were okay going into debt over free work. Mm. I think that's the difference. What's it like to party with billionaires? Horrible. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it actually sucks. Uh, there was a point, we'll tell the story, but... Uh, we were partying with like the PayPal mafia, right? And for so, like the so two hard. months after that, I don't think like we, we we got nothing done because we had all these existential questions about life. Wow. Uh, but to take you back, so we had done some work with the All In podcast. David Sachs really took a liking to us because- <laughs> Why? Why would he like you he, <laughs> Right. He's got these rants on the podcast. He's always getting interrupted by the other guys. Um, and we could we could basically edit all those interruptions out. And, and condense his takes into 60 seconds. So he liked that. Um, Freeberg hated us because we were so reductionist, right? He wants to make like hour and a half long points. Um, so we just end up being like decently good friends with David Sachs. Um, oh, I want to tell how I got misinvited to the... I, got, oh, I basically got invited on accident, but I can't remember no. 
how, okay, how so it started. We went to their summit. They had a summit for all in and it's like all the fans go and they actually didn't like Jason. I don't think likes us either. I don't think they all really like us, but I don't think they all really like each other. I think it's all fake. It's all Fugazi. But we were kind of like, oh, we did all these free clips. It'd be nice if we got invited. We didn't get the invite versus the guy that did the intro did. And we're like, yo, David, I, I think he did like a sad face emoji to David or something like no invite. And he realizes, oh, shit, Henry and Dylan should probably go. Uh, they invite us to that. But there, David Sachs' wife, Jacqueline, lovely woman. We hadn't met her by this point, but she is lovely. Had we? We hadn't. Had not. No, yeah, she yeah, was yeah, just yeah. like fangirling on you. Yeah, had not. Um, but she like emails Henry, somehow gets your email and is like, yo, Henry would love to meet for dinner when we're there. And we like miss it. We fly out and we're like, oh, can't be there. And she's like, oh, well, would you want to come to David's 50th birthday party? <laughs> <laughs> would we ever? Right. In, in Cabo or something. Well, you get, I, I wasn't on the phone for this. And she's but. like, oh, it's this weekend. And we're like. <laughs> um but we're, we're crazy so that's like that's even better right. for us so we're like would we ever um so she's like great okay um let me i will call you tonight just to go over some details and make sure y'all can get to the party and um i get on the phone with her and she's just like oh my gosh henry belcaster like i'm such a fan um i watch your stuff and just thank you so much for all the hard work you've done for the all-in podcast and david and first of all we're like does she think we work on the All In podcast? Right, right. We kind of squatter marketed her. Like she, she thought we were like part of the team. She or something. thought we were part of the production team from the All In podcast because it was so good. The clips that you were creating were so good that and she's like, no one would perhaps. do this for free without like you know <laughs> for months working with them. And right. then she's like, okay, well, bring your wife to the party, please. Like, bring your wife and family. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I'm, 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 I don't have a wife. And she's like, well. But no, she's, but you're Henry Belcaster. Who, who's that woman in your uh, uh, videos then? I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, well, you have kids, right? And I'm like, no. Right, this, she already invited us to the party. So yeah, this super awkwardness of like, did I, did, she's thinking, did I just invite the wrong person? We're thinking, does she know who we are? Yes. Henry's so, all by himself. I wasn't on the phone. He just right, so, Right. So to paint the picture, she's invited us to the party. The flights are arranged. The hotel is five stars. It's very expensive. We get on the phone like a day before and I'm not who she thinks I am. <laughs> who does she think you are? I don't know. <laughs> we still don't know. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Okay. So I basically do damage control on the phone call. I'm like, oh my gosh, don't worry about it. Like this, that, or the other. Um, I am who she thought I was, right? She had seen some of my vlogs, but I guess she thought my girlfriend was my wife and she mm -hmm. thought my niece was uh, kids or something. But what really worked was this idea of squatter marketing. She really did think, and granted, we did do a lot of work for him, but she really thought we were like deep in the production of the All In podcast. It also, like, so you fully understand our feelings in the moment, like uh, complete imposter syndrome. Oh my goodness. And like, I never get imposter syndrome. I was an imposter. Yeah. Uh, we actually, uh, we'll tell the story of like the party and stuff, but there was a point at the party we went back to David Sachs's house with Jacqueline and it was like this beautiful I mean they have like houses on houses but this beautiful place we walk in and it was just like we hadn't really I hadn't met David Sachs at this point and like we get there really nice place Henry just has a panic attack and he's like I gotta go to the bathroom runs to the bathroom. Like, is there a bathroom <laughs> it's like one of those fancy Japanese toilets that fucking are like robotic you don't know how to use them he's he's in there I'm, I'm just hanging out, out with like Jacqueline and David and I'm like 
they don't really know who I am because they're like, we just know Henry. So I'm Is this just like, Henry's wife? That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, right, right. So not only does she not know who I am, I also have to ask if my business partner can come right. with because she wants my family to come. Right? They're party people. <laughs> they're party people. They want to like meet my family. And like, it's, it's very much like that part of Silicon Valley is very like relationship based. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I'm not who you think I am. I'm not married. I don't have kids. We haven't actually done real work on the All In podcast. Oh, by the way, can I bring this clown? <laughs> um, so what was the we actual went. party like? So, yeah, one, they offered to like fly us in their private jets, but we're like, yo, that's, that's too much for us. We can't take that all in. Uh, so we just fly in like Southwest or some equivalent. We can't uh, take that all in. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's way too much. Um, so we get there and it's, we technically signed NDAs, so we like can't say who was there, but you can imagine the people that were there. Um, I have this photo, like you weren't supposed to take photos, but I have this photo and in the background, it's like, this dude's worth $10 billion, seven, three, eight. And it's just like- Basically all every these single from these ins- movies we've seen. inspiration of ours, ever. Yeah. But they're all, so we, we get the party. First thing, it's like this really nice beach resort and they're like, actually my girlfriend, she, maybe you heard this story before, but my, I didn't tell my girlfriend where I was. <laughs> I just sent her a picture of this like boat sinking. And- I'm like, look, there's my a boat sinking because it like crashed. And my boat sinking, this is like a multi, multi, multi-million dollar yacht right. that is like Titanic, like not too far out from the shore. It had run into a cliff and was like this. It's like nothing oh you would God. ever see before. So that boat sinking, I sent her the photo and then I, I'm just like, hey, there's a boat. And she's like, oh, awesome. <laughs> How is it there? And I'm like, not really responsive because I'm trying to like be in the moment. Uh, then like a couple hours later, she, she messaged me. She's like, yo, what the fuck? You didn't tell me Cardi B was there. <laughs> Apparently, Cardi B took the same photo, like in the pool next to me, and, and it's I, all over TMZ. It's just all yeah. It's like millions of views on TMZ, and it's the exact same photo that I just took. And just she's like, ah, <laughs> and that's why our relationship didn't work out. Yes, dude, <laughs> didn't uh, tell her my fun. But so then you said afterwards you had an existential crisis. Okay, yeah, for, so for two months. The party's amazing. Um, Jackie Sachs, David's wife, put on the whole thing. They they do these crazy parties and we basically meet all of our inspirations we get to talk to them um and the reason it became so existential is because they are us or what we thought but accelerated 20 we or 30 made years cry who did we make cry <laughs> oh yeah we, there's like <laughs> tell so, them your approach at the party like your what, thought. okay 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 um um so, okay, these guys are 20, but I, we got to get to how will. you approach the party because it's hilarious. Um, these guys are all 20, 30 years ahead of us, right? They built massive things. They're like, um, like moonshot stuff, mm-hmm. PayPal, um, Yelp, LinkedIn. Uh, Jeez, I don't know how. <laughs> no names. Um, <laughs> and well, this is why we need to go to Dylan's approach for the party. But what we ended up realizing is like, they're no happier than us. Mm. They've got tons of money. They're spending it on people like Cardi B. Uh, that was an awesome, awesome performance. But they're no happier than us when we, when we got down to talking to them. Yeah. Um, and this is funny because Dylan's approach to the party is how we figured this out. Well, the first thing, we had this joke. There's this person we could <laughs> name Queso because he just like showed up and it's like this dude we were idolizing. Like we, we just, he's like multiple dudes are he our is, idols. But he's just like at the party just like, eating cheese just by himself and he's like literally the coolest person we could imagine just like no one's talking nobody's to him. talking to him. and we're like wow. should we go talk to queso 
because Queso, <laughs> he looks bored, but he's also kind of weird. So like, what would we talk about? Because we're not technical at all. So we, we like chicken out, but it's just like, oh, that's the pinnacle. And he's he's as awkward as like a high school or at a party that shouldn't be there. Queso is a billionaire who is not actually named Queso. Correct. Not named Queso. Okay. He's eating cheese and we we're in a Spanish speaking country. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> For how the brain works. Yeah. That's how. Yeah. Uh, but kind of what we realized, we're like, okay, are they happier? We sit down at dinner and it's like this crazy, like, there are probably like 500 people at this party, this super long table. Could I interject really by... quickly? We're like- Well, you already did. So. I, I'm interjecting. Uh, we're like, okay, we're 25 years old. Everybody here is 50. We cannot relate with 24 anybody. 24 at the time. 24 at the time. We cannot relate to anybody here. Mm. Um, someone we know, the founder of Gumroad was like, you can really only be friends with someone who's plus or minus five years of age. Interesting. So we, we started realizing that when we're like, we can't approach Queso, we have nothing to tell him. Like, what, what are we gonna talk about? He's got kids, we don't have kids. What are we gonna talk about? Um, oh, you want to interject? I, no, I didn't I interject. speak. I used a finger. See how I was. Done. Um, um, so our approach became like, how can we just learn the most from these people while we're here? And that's how we get to this long table for 500 people. Long table. It's like Game of Thrones style table. Thanks for the interjection. Like, yeah, you're welcome. Um, so we sit down next to this guy and he's like one of the neighbors of David Sachs. He has this like hedge fund worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He's the sole owner. So it's like, okay, awesome, super rich. Uh, we sit down, just like making small talk, but I don't like small talk. I'm just like, yo, let me ask the questions I actually care about. So I'm like, hey dude, you're super rich, right? We're young bloods. We don't have your money. We don't have your prestige. But we noticed a trend. You have these people, they're super successful. We're starting to leave some of our friends behind. Do you get that feeling in your success that you've also left some of your friends behind. This is a key detail I haven't, I haven't talked about, but is, maybe it's obvious with the case of scenario. Everyone here has Asperger's. <laughs> no, it's true. And he does too. I, you, you have Asperger's? He's diagnosed. It's a me. spectrum. Yeah. I don't know, you know, but <laughs> everyone's super like emotionally not Inept. there, like empathy. I don't know what it is. I thought, right. okay, different thread. But basically, so his response is like, that's a, that's a really good question. He's like, I haven't thought about that in 30 years. You know, now that I think about it, I've left a lot of friends behind. Wow. <laughs> a tear starts from, no way. He's like, what? And his wife's a right on his side. comes down his He's eyes. like, literally like, like he, I think he actually said like, I don't really want to talk about that. Right. <laughs> it was to the point where he was like breaking, I'm breaking down someone with Asperger's and they don't have emotions. Wow. So it's like, this is the hard hitting question. You know, there's some truth there where he's like, yeah, I'm really just, I mean, this is when he like regrouped. He's like, yeah, I really don't have any friends from high school or my early days. And we're like, oh, those are our best friends. Mm. We don't want to leave those people behind. Granted, we kind of are, but like, it, it's been a battle. Cause really all, I, I have this existential crisis all the time. It's like, why the fuck are we trying to be successful? Mm. Like, I really just want to hang out with Belky, shoot the shit with Danny, just hang out with our boys. Uh, I don't care about a lot of this stuff. So that's, that's been the crisis we're constantly in. It was in. funny. We asked David Sachs the same question, told him his buddy said that and shed a tear. And he was like, fuck that, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, look at all this. Look at what all this affords. And we were like, meh, eh, not for us. What are you guys chasing? Girls. <laughs> you are in some respect. I, I tell Henry this because there are like two relationships that are really important in life. Like as you're an adult, it's your work relationships and your personals. Like 
basically your business partner and your wife. Like, yo, Belky's dope. I want to work with him till the day I die. That's amazing. Now I'm just like, okay, the only like other side is the wife thing. So I'm trying to like figure out who's the same wavelength for me. Granted, Belky's kind of checked out of that game. He's got a dog and a family and kids apparently. Uh, so I don't know what you're trying to kids. do with life. Um, I have no idea. Oh, he's trying to make more money. That's what he's trying to do. I definitely need more money, right? All the, the whole caveat here is we still have like zero dollars. Uh, right. Somehow, <laughs> somehow we don't have money. Um, what am I trying to do? This is what set us back for two months after that party. Yeah. Dylan's like, you know, I want to figure out the wife thing or the women thing. And uh, I'm like, I don't know what I want. Mm. And then I just like spiraled, 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 spiraled. Um, I still don't know. For me, it was just like, I just get energy out of doing things, out of like putting one foot in front of the other. Uh, sometimes I have an issue putting that energy in the right direction, mm. but I'm just like, for now, just, just, just running. That's the saddest just running I've ever seen. For now, just running. Okay, so if girls are the thing you're chasing in, in, in actuality, like a relationship or a wife, like how do you find a wife? Uh, so here's my goal right now. I don't know if it works, but I guess Andrew Schultz, it worked. Where like, you kind of, you're building a brand. So you're like putting out your personality to the world. Granted, you make the joke all the time. I'm not like this ever. Like I, I basically stay quiet 23 hours a day and then like fucking explode on a podcast. But we'll come back to that. But, <laughs> but basically, um, I'm like, let me just put my whole personality or like what I'm into into the world and see How if we attract cake scientifically. <laughs> he jokes because I make stupid fucking shorts and he's smoking <laughs> me. So that's fine. But like this short was how to cut a cake scientifically. So that's who I'm going to attract to my, you know, life. a baker. But basically, I just want to attract these people. Maybe they'll slide into the DMs one day or I'll go to events that are like for people that are doing interesting things. Then I'll meet people there because they have like similar ambitions, goals, interests. Yeah. So your your mission to find a wife is basically to become famous and that that will increase the pool of people who know you and know your personality, which will attract the right mate to you, which it might work. It might, it might blow up. I don't know. <laughs> we'll My see. other approach was just talking to girls in the street during the day, but that's kind of annoying and hard. So this might be <laughs> Doesn't easier. compound as easily. That's but, exactly right. So you guys have started putting out these shorts and you guys have a great podcast yourself called Smart Nonsense. I enjoy it tremendously. But the thing is, your personality on the podcast is different than your personality in real life. Sorry for those who are listeners of that podcast. And that's only from, I've known you in real life for maybe a day. a day and you I've Dylan I met you I don't know like we've hung out three or four or five times but I could tell there's a difference in what you're presenting versus what who you are and I'm curious how you reconcile that difference well I think kind of because if you watch us on the podcast that's also just like us in full bloom mm. like I know there's a difference in probably how you two interact and we three do mm. right now. But if you compound, like, compound, <laughs> if you compound like six, seven, eight years of friendship, if you find us on a trip in a hotel room, we're acting the exact same as the podcast. Yeah. It makes no, well, that's kind of, that's the, kind that's, of the beauty that's, of the podcast. That's the podcast problem is it makes no sense. It's, oh. it's straight inside jokes. What's well, beautiful and a problem with my, I go home for like, I'll go home for Thanksgiving. I don't know when you're going to drop this, but Maybe it drops on Thanksgiving and you can imagine Dylan. I'm just with my family and I have nothing to talk about and I'm just there. They're just like, how's life done? I'm like, did you listen to the podcast? <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't know. We're just like different. Not many people on the same wavelength, but when it hits, it's just that like. That constructive and deconstructive interference. 
He did Dangerous. physics. He did physics. Dangerous. I was going to say a rogue wave. Basically, r- constructive interference is like you're both going up, and then because you're both hitting a high, it like multiplies. Yeah. You get like a 2, like, 4x, 8x. Huge multiplier. Um, and deconstructive interference is well, like when you're out of sync. That can be a problem, but we got a lot so of So most of the people in my life think I'm like depressed and Asperger'd out. Really? Because I'm just like like this all the time but i'm like no if you just like if we hit the right topics i get jazzed yeah or on a first date i'm usually good because i'll be like interesting but like yesterday a girl asked me she's like yo what'd you do last week because she was eating and i didn't want to eat and something so her mouth was full but i I like i couldn't tell anything interesting i was boring as shit i'm like sorry i I don't know how to like i only know how to talk about business and like (laughs) books so that's i don't know i can't reconcile i can't speak i can't reconcile the two yeah but uh, but I actually yeah. don't think we're acting in the podcast. I, yeah. I don't think so either. But I am curious, just like from your perspective, if it becomes, it, it's just like you're, we're all presenting different versions of ourselves to the world at different times to each other. Like your interactions with your parent is going to be different than with a friend. And I don't think we often think about that when we're listening or, or watching the podcast or conversations happen. Well, it's true. And this used to make you so mad about me, right? You'd be like, how are you a different person with me? And then your girlfriend still makes me mad. And then your <laughs> present tense and then your family. Right. And like, right. Like, I guess one of my superpowers is maybe this idea that I can just kind of chameleon yeah. with no, different people. No, you're just, what do they call that? Where you're like amicable. You're like, um, you won't ruffle feathers. Uh, uh, conflict averse. That's a better word. But yeah, I'm just like, I'll tell you Rejects your podcast it. clips look like shit. Yeah. And like Belky will be like, no, they're really good. I'm like Belky, stop doing Danny harm. These could be <laughs> popping off, but they're not. So it's like, I, I'm kind of like, I like to take the polarizing end of the spectrum and agreeable. That's the word I want. Agreeable. You're more agreeable than I am. And I'm whatever the opposite is. So what could I do to make the podcast better? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so you're like, where do I start? Okay. <laughs> Well, okay. you didn't listen to my clip suggestion, well, so well, here's the thing. why are we here, Danny? We're here, we're here because I want people to get the same advice that you gave me privately. Okay. Didn't take it, though, huh? Uh, <laughs> it's, no. It's a progression. Okay. Yeah, I have patience. Um, my, my thing was like what I talked about earlier with the viral formula. It's like give people... Actually, what was his name? Sean? Was he the guy that was on? The TikToker dude that... Uh, Sean Malay. Malay. Okay. He talked about this, but like people like story. So like ideally you have a story and there's some like pop culture at the start. Like, I don't know. You were putting out like Dolma clips the other day. Mm. I'm like, What's no one Dolma? She was a person on the podcast. Oh. Um, but like, no, I don't care about her. If like, I scroll on her, I don't know what, who, right. what is Dolma. Dolma. So I would just not do those clips to start. It's like the eliminate. Just don't even worry about those. Probably from this podcast, maybe we talked about like important people. So it's like maybe interesting to... To include in some stories but like anything that doesn't have a pop culture reference and like a nice story just like don't worry about those mm-hmm. invest all your time into much fewer clips like we were in the the quantity mindset before because we're like oh we don't know what hits we don't it's know it's a lottery right and then we realize it's like no when we script shit or like when we we actually know the true strategy invest all your time into that it's like warren buffett investing it's like if you know the winners invest all your energy into that it's like from this podcast or from whatever things you're doing, you can roughly tell like the one, two, maybe three potential winners there. You don't want to make 10 clips. That makes no sense. Invest all that time into just getting a really good hook. That's like something pop culture that people care about. So it's like, this is the party with the PayPal mafia. 
and then it's like our story. That's exactly what I was gonna say. You can't just roll the clip of us talking about this party with David Sachs. Even if we mention it, it's like, we were too sloppy with that story. So You're sloppy. never, the sloppiest. You're never gonna get an awesome hook that first three seconds from our story. Well, that, that I would probably, probably record a- um, Oh, he's got the same advice as me. <laughs> I would probably record, I would probably record a separate hook where you're like, these, whatever, these dudes were partying with the PayPal mafia. That's like, these dudes were broke three days ago. And now they're... something like Still. that, right? Like you want to hit PayPal mafia. Yeah. You probably want to be like, these are broke clowns. Mm. Um, you give all the context and it looks super native. Cause it's like you talking to this camera or whichever one of these two, it's like these two dudes snuck into the PayPal mafia party or like whatever the hook is. It's like really, really good. Gives all the context you need and then cut to the clip. Yeah. And, and the story can be sloppier. The hook can't be sloppy. Yeah, the mm. hook, like, it's gotta be better than what I gave, but it's like, how long does it take to write a good hook? It's just basically like the title of a, a viral video mm. is the hook. Um, so I'm like, Danny, you know, take your three best clips from this episode, spend all your time on those, shoot the hooks, because they're like trend to fire, I think is one person that does it. Colin and Samir, they did a version of this. It's like, stand out, don't do the shit everyone else is doing, like, you gotta have your angle. That's how we kind of succeeded, is having the unique angle of highly animated clips now. Mm. And, uh, you don't have your angle. So you're just like another like above average podcast, which is just kind of like, maybe you, you beat them cause you do it for seven years, but it's like, how about seven days? Yeah. It's a lot more exciting. Life is way easier when it works too. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like we used to take that mindset where it's like, well, we can just outrun anyone for seven years. Yeah. And it's like, well, it was really hard. <laughs> then we got all these views and we literally can't stop people from paying us to work with us. Yep. It's like easy mode. Why are you guys the next Mr. Beast? I'm not gonna be, I realized I, I'm, I'm too lazy. <laughs> Eight clips in October. Yeah. So he, he's out me. here tweeting like, we're, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind we're gonna be the next Mr. Beasts. I'm like, you released eight clips in October. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my thing. Uh, so Belky's gonna be like Mr. Beast level. Or at really? Least like, probably not, but like, <laughs> like 10 million subscribers pretty soon. Uh, I won't be, cause I'm like, I'll find the innovation, which is like right now it's hiring a writer so we can stop writing our shorts. It's kind of hard because we realize we're pretty good at storytelling. We're basically trying to do like South Park for education. Mm -hmm. It's the better framing because like we like doing stupid accents and like racist stuff. That's kind of like if you just like go over the cancel line and then the people are like giving you a lot of leeway and people really like this stuff because people are too afraid to talk about it. Um, basically being like nerdy. I don't know what that whole explanation was, but <laughs> Uh, basically Henry will run, I'll figure out like the hacks to keep nuke boost in Henry. So yeah. you like, that's a gamer term. Uh, like Henry grows really fast. I'll keep growing like just enough. I don't, I don't it's need also to also really crazy. fast. Yeah. You've got almost a hundred thousand subs in the last three, four months. So what I want to do is crack long form right now. That's my goal. Um, cause we're, we're really good at shorts. Let's just do the like 10 minute version of that. I just bought a camera yesterday. Whoa. So, you know, uh -huh. We'll see how it goes. To answer your, your Mr. Beast question. The reason, oh, which is still true. Answer the question. <laughs> the reason it is still true is because of scale. So the reason Dylan was like, we're gonna be the next Mr. Beast is because we can hit a scale that nobody else can. And the reason we can hit that scale, we believe, is because we approach content creation as entrepreneurs first. Mm. Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs first. Where what we does see that mean? Where a lot of content creators are artists first, right? They're making their art. Uh, we do a little bit of that, but but what we do instead is look at every angle of our business, every angle of our clips, the hooks, the story from a business lens, 
and we're like, how can we do this with 10x more impact? How can we hire writers to put out 1,000 times as many clips, right? Mm. And so we have a team of 60 people. Um, it's a business first. Right. I mean, we look at like one of our friends works with Casey Neistat and it's like, Casey will never give up editing. Granted, like most people aren't that radical, but like it's hard to pay for editors. So if you have, if you have to hire like a $5,000 American to edit, it's really hard. We were poor. We were like using our unemployment money because I quit my job. Henry was like canceled wedding stuff for COVID. Uh, we used all that money to go hire in the Philippines. So now we have 60 animators who are all paid for. We can use half of them just on our own stuff. It's like, who can have 30 animators just working on their stuff? Like that's a scale that no one can reach. I, don't, I literally, like we could 5X Mr. Beast output, which is crazy. Um, we haven't gotten there because like we're the bottleneck now with writing the stories. But uh, when you come at it from the business first and like building something sustainable versus like, I'm just a creator that likes making videos and they popped off. We were never that person, but now we are. Uh, so I, I think it's hard for anyone to, to like be our moat that we have. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the journey unfold. Are there any stories that we haven't covered that you'd like to mention? Not off the top of my head. There are a lot of stupid stories. There's everywhere. so many stories. Um, I know. Here's my advice for, uh, we've had like the most luck of the most luck of the most luck. Like I was just on a call in this group of like uh, founders of companies of like anywhere from two to like a hundred million dollars. And we're on the call and they're all like pulling their hair out, just stressed out of their mind. They're like, oh, I'm on calls all day. Like the business cycle stuff. They're all worried about the economy. Like oh, that's how the call went. They're all stressed out of their mind. And like, we have relative, like, I don't do anything all day. I just like come on a podcast and write some stories and watch videos. Like I do nothing. <laughs> Henry's just getting into that phase now because we got an operator for the agency. But Maybe like, this is why we have zero dollars. <laughs> could be. Uh, we don't actually have zero dollars. I think we're actually really profitable right now. But um, the idea is like, we've had the most luck and we have like a really good business sense. There's like the, the Dunning-Kruger, which is like, you're most confident when you know the least. So I'm, I'm like concerned where we don't know very much, but I think we're beyond that. I think we... I think we know a lot about business. So it's like, most people aren't like that. So we're like, originally I was like telling everyone, really easy to make a lot of money with an agency, get out of your like W2, nine to five job. I was preaching it. I'm like, look how easy it is. But it's like, if I didn't have Henry, I would have quit a long time ago. But for some reason, it's just really fucking fun when we were like almost going bankrupt because we're, we're both just in it funny. together. But most people don't have Henry. They don't have like business sense and luck and all that stuff. So it's, it's like, yo, employees, Probably a really good job. You should stick to that. <laughs> wow. Interesting. I didn't expect I've come full circle. Yeah. I don't think anyone yeah. should do what we're doing. Um, okay. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> okay, wait. And also a final challenge from both of you guys to people listening. Oh, I heard this on the last podcast. What's a final challenge? A challenge to people listening to pursue the greatest version of themselves. We have to get the challenge. Yeah. Two separate, it could be, or yeah, one yeah, together. Yeah. Okay. Hold hands while we do it. Um, <laughs> well... Originally, my challenge was going to be like, hey, most people, what I hate about entrepreneurship is everyone's like building something. One of our original clients, they build it for way too long. They have like a crypto NFT project. We've been working oh, with them for like a year and a half. They challenge. just launched and it's an absolute flop. That was my so challenge. Like, okay, well, <laughs> maybe we hold hands and talk about it. But it's like, just make a hundred bucks this weekend or like, a dollar today. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't do that. That's why like we were successful in, in bootstrapping, which means like not taking on fundraising money because 
we just made money like from day one. We're like, hey, it costs 10,000 bucks to work with us. And that funded everything else. Most people will like get bogged down. I have one friend that's like always text me. He's like, dude, I'm thinking about this for an agency. What do you think about that? I'm like, what, what about this domain name? Which one do you like better? I'm like, dude, how much have you made off of this? It's like, oh, I haven't yet. It's like, okay, talk to me when you make a buck and then we'll figure out the name. Mm. It's like, we didn't have a company and we made 30 grand a month. It's like, I just hate the people that are like the entrepreneurs. It's like, yo, make a dollar if you're actually caring, but I think most people shouldn't. So like my challenge is fucking don't do it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but if also you are, do it. <laughs> make money right away. Make like money right this away. This weekend, a hundred bucks. Mine, uh, I got from, from Dylan, who's really good at this, is um, the challenge would be look at whatever you're doing, whatever you might be working on. Maybe you're an entrepreneur, maybe it's your business. Eliminate 90% of what you're doing. Hmm. Eliminate as many things as you possibly can. Because my instinct was always, oh, let me do more. Let me delegate this out. Let me bring more people on. It's like, no, eliminate 90% and then see what you have to add back in. And those are the core things that, that probably need to stay. Hmm. But we found uh, like most of our business, most of the agency stuff, we just eliminated stuff. It's a little bit hard to do. It's painful at first. And then the stuff never comes back. Hmm. And now you've just like eliminated all those headaches, all those lines well, of business, all those distractions. That was on the call. It was like them saying, my whole week is like 25 calls a week. Like, how do I get out of this? I'm like, you try just not doing calls. And <laughs> they were like, I'm like, can you just ask for a preview of the call and then just respond to whatever they bring up? And like, I don't know. People just don't. Okay. Here's my challenge. A my third challenge. challenge. <laughs> uh, dude, how many do you want? Uh, I'll be here all day. I know we had an hour, but whatever. Um, like just challenge everything you do. Mm. This works well because I'm lazy. So I'm naturally like, if I don't, if I'm procrastinating, I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. So like, I don't like writing. That's the bottleneck. Hire a writer. It's like Tim Ferriss has a thing. Eliminate, automate, delegate. It's like the first thing is just eliminate. That's the easiest thing. Eliminate 90% of the shit. Like most stuff you do doesn't actually matter or you don't need to do it. You're just telling yourself a story why you mm. need to. Um, and then after that, automate. Don't hire, like hiring fucking sucks. It's like people are just a lot. Uh, that's what we realized, like avoid as many people as possible. But Denny, I think you need a person to help out with video editing. So that's my challenge is, well, you already have. Oh, and a person, a fourth challenge. That's <laughs> <laughs> a personal hey, I, challenge. I'll wrap it up there. <laughs> Dylan, I don't know. <laughs> Dylan Henry, I could actually talk to you guys for hours. This was amazing. Tell people where they could follow you guys for more Smart Nonsense podcast. Check it out. It's great. But where should we send people? YouTube, YouTube. Dylan Jardin. Henry Belcaster. Awesome. And if you want to make viral clips, if you want to go viral. No, no. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> Clip.co. Clip.co. <laughs> but it might be shut down by the time people listen to this. That's the problem. Okay. Yeah, just follow us on YouTube. Yeah, link below. Thank you guys so much.